0: This is the Old Radio Show's podcast.
1: From Hollywood, California, we bring you the Smiths of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Greetings from the Smiths, ladies and gentlemen. Played as usual by Jan Ford, his daughter Bumps.
2: Mom, what does Pop mean when he says Uncle Cecil's like a fish?
1: Fred the Marshall as Nancy Smith.
2: Oh, it's from an
3: old quotation, Bumps. After three days, guests and fish begin to smell.
1: (laughs) Arthur Treacher as the Smith's visiting uncle from England. Are you discussing my personal fragrance by any chance?
4: (laughs) Harry Bonzell as Bill Smith. No, Uncle Cecil, I am merely opening the windows. You have been here three months. You're stuck now, ladies and gentlemen, so open your windows. Relax and
1: listen to The Smiths of Hollywood with special music by Charles Hathaway. And here's a word from the management. Patient type, you're still tuned to the Smiths of Hollywood. And now, here's Nancy Smith. Hi,
0: everyone.
3: You know, some people can wake up smiling and others come up fighting. Still, others seem to have died during the night and have to practically be resurrected in the mornings. That's my husband, Bill. <laughs>
4: no, wait a minute. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it. Hello? Hello?
3: Bill, what do you think you're doing?
4: Oh, just a minute, please. Nancy, be quiet. I'm trying to answer the phone.
3: Well, brace yourself, darling. You're answering the alarm clock.
4: I am not. I'm... I am. I better hang up.
3: You know, this is about the tenth time you've done that, darling.
4: Yeah, well, no wonder our alarm clock bill is so high. <laughs> and don't nag at me, woman. I had a very bad night. I dreamed that Uncle Cecil left us.
3: Left us? But I thought you wanted him to leave What's so bad about that dream?
4: It was only a dream
3: (laughs) Oh, Uncle Cecil's not so bad as uncles go
4: That's the trouble, he doesn't
3: Just a few moments ago, lying there on the pillow, you were so peaceful and happy I was asleep You know, Bill, I've decided you have the cutest back of head I ever saw
4: Oh, really? I think your back of head is nice, too Hey, what time is it? I got three minutes, I think.
3: Three minutes for what? To
4: beat Uncle Cecil to the bathroom.
3: Oh, Bill, aren't you overdoing this a little? Overdoing
4: it? Listen, I come home from a tired day at the office, ready for the easy chair. Who's in it? Uncle Cecil. I want to wear my gray tweed suit. Who's in it? Uncle Cecil. I get up early every morning to beat him to my own bathroom. And who's in it? Uncle Cecil. (laughs) He did it again. You see what I mean? Uncle Cecil has to go. Shh.
3: He'll
2: hear you.
4: I hope he does. Now, uh, what is that?
2: Good morning, Pater. Good morning, Mater. Now,
4: uh, you see, you see the influence my child has to grow up with. Bumps, I do not wish to be called Pater.
3: Bumps, your father's off on Uncle Cecil again. Well, I I guess there's nothing to do but leave him alone for a
4: while. Oh.
2: Well, why don't you get rid of him, Pop, if you don't want him around?
4: <laughs> get rid of Uncle Cecil? <laughs> get rid of Uncle Cecil? What kind? How?
2: Well, why not give him the deep freeze treatment? The what? Deep freeze. You know, remember the morning you came home from a stag party at 5 o'clock?
4: Yeah, I guess so.
2: And you'd gathered up 20 balls of milk from the neighborhood porch. Yes,
4: yeah.
2: And the milkman himself? Never
4: mind, yeah. And the
2: milkman's horse? Yeah,
4: I remember.
2: And two bales of hay for the horse you said went to college with you?
4: (laughs) Well, yeah, I remember, I said. Now, that's enough.
2: Well, don't you remember how Mom looked at you all that day?
4: Oh, oh.
2: That's a deep freeze treatment.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's how to get rid of Uncle Cecil. Say,
4: you know that might work. Nancy, do you think you can give Uncle Cecil that cold, glassy stare you gave me? Let's see. Go ahead, Nancy. Oh. Look at me that way again.
2: Oh,
5: Bill, I Come want, I want to see
4: if you can still do it. Go ahead now. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, turn it off. Turn it off. Oh, that's a humdinger. Look, now here's what we're going to do. We'll speak to him only when he speaks to us, but flat. Duh. When he says, good morning, We'll say good morning. You get it? Yeah. You ready, Bob? Let's go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uncle Jimmy
1: has got a beautiful ruby tinted nose. Good morning, good morning.
4: Good
3: morning. Good morning. Good morning.
4: morning. morning. Yes, yes. Well,
1: uh, I say what a lovely breakfast. Nothing I like more in the morning than breakfast. Well, well, William-a-boy, you, you're looking fine. I say, move over, old chap, William, you? You're hogging my place at the table.
4: Your place? In what way, your place?
1: Well, let's not quibble about places. Just want to see everyone happy. I'll sit here by the window. Well, 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 what a cheery group. Nancy, are you comfortable there? Is there
3: a draft on you? No, there's no draft on me.
1: There isn't? Would you mind changing places, then? There is on me.
3: Would you like some oatmeal?
4: Oatmeal? Well, just a mouthful. Just a mouthful. Fill up Uncle Cecil's plate.
1: (laughs) Oh, he's in one of those moods again, eh? Nancy, my dear, can't you do anything about your husband's vile tempers? That face, oh, dear. He must brush his teeth with lemon juice. I say, Nancy, you're wearing the same expression. Could it be you're angry because I was out shellacking the town red, as they say? Would you like some more
3: coffee, Bill?
1: Thank you. Yeah, that must be it. Yes, well, well. Rather than face such icy silence again, I'll go on the water sprinkler. May I, may I have the eggs, please, bump?
2: You can reach them.
1: Yes, oh, well, yes. Uh,
2: <clears throat> Why is everyone
1: so sour this morning? Have I interrupted a family quarrel?
4: Go right ahead. You'll find me a most indulgent person. Yeah, you can say that again. If there's anyone who indulges more than you, I'd like to meet them.
1: Look here, I, I, I'm frightfully sorry to find you all throbbing about in a blue funk like this. I'd, I'd rather hope you'd be feeling sprightly, you know, ready to burst into song. Thought I might hit you, William, for a small loan. You see, I uh... no. Well, of course, the fact is, I've, I, I run a little short. I ha. <laughs> I expect a bank note from England any day, but at the moment I... No.
4: Uh,
1: I say, what a shame, yes. <laughs> Nancy, I don't suppose you... Uh, I say that is an odd way of looking at a man. Can't you do something about it? No, well, that's too bad. Well, that's that, uh, so. Unless, uh, <clears throat> unless Bunch Child... You could trust me with a trifling advance from that swine vault of yours?
0: No.
1: <laughs> you know, I have the distinct impression that...
0: <laughs> ...things
1: are a mite skittish and unfriendly this morning. I, I say, <clears> have
4: <throat> I done something wrong? Uncle Cecil, aside from drinking up my scotch, wearing my clothes, banging up the car and getting us in bad with the whole community and generally getting on our nerves, no, you have done nothing wrong. <laughs> a relief to hear
1: that. (laughs) You know, for a moment I thought I was in the dog domicile, you know. But William, my boy, you're right. I've decided to turn over a new leaf. I'm going to buckle down. Ha! Listen to old (laughs) Winn Winsockey? Who's he? Oh. William, I mean it. I'm going to buckle down. You mean to say you're going to get a job and find a place to live? Oh, no, don't let your enthusiasm run away with you, William.
0: <laughs>
1: I merely said I was going to buckle down. Well, what does that mean? Well, I have the foggiest notion, old boy, but it certainly sounds energetic, doesn't it? <laughs> Why,
4: you old fake you. You were the only man I've ever known in my life who makes a study of all the ways of being a failure. William, my boy, your voice has a
1: harsh rasp to it this morning. LAUGHTER Well, now, now I'll tell you what I'll do. You know, today I feel like finding a job. Well, I say, aren't aren't you going to congratulate me?
3: We'll believe it when we see it, Uncle Cecil.
1: What a scabless way to deal with your own kith and kin. William, Nancy, Bumps, I have taken enough abuse. I will leave now, this instant. I can find another place to stay. What have you to say to that?
4: Goodbye. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: is that all not even good wishes godspeed very well I'll go well isn't anyone going to stop me oh very well I will go farewell I uh <clears throat> I don't suppose any of you could let me have a few bob to start me.
3: no
2: no
1: no Yes, well, uh... Well, goodbye. You know, you'll hate yourselves for this.
4: (laughs) It worked. I told you it would work.
3: Oh, Bill, I feel awful. I think we hurt his feelings.
4: Him? Listen, nothing hurts Uncle Cecil. He'll be back in time for dinner, I'm afraid.
3: (laughs) Oh, Bill, I think we carried the freeze business a little too far. Where can that poor man go if we won't have him?
4: Nancy, my dear, the place I have in mind, he could thaw out in no time.
1: Oh, dear. <laughs> now, in blazes made me go and say a nonsensical thing like that, where will I find another place to stay? Must have had a moment of stark madness. That glassy look of Nancy's, that's what did it. Dreadful things, women's accusing eyes. Oh, well, maybe a smoke will cheer me up. Granted, not even a match. Not one
5: single match. (laughs) (laughs) And the sky is not smuggy at all. Bravo, bravo, bravo. I say, old chap, you have a match. A match? Misty, for your exclusive information... I am plural with matches. Not one, but eleven matches I got. But should I give you one? Come now, there's nothing so precious about a match. Well, look at it this way. I give you a match for your cigarette. Obviously, a gentleman being, you offer me a smoke too. Now, I don't smoke except after meals. So I eat. What happens? Undigestion. (laughs) So here I am... Running to my corner drugstore to relieve undigestion at once. Or my money bag, which I don't have. So, done having it, I don't get it back. <laughs> and one thing leads to a fight with the druggist, and I'm wrapped up in a bandage aid. All because I gave you a match.
1: My word, you know, what a vicious habit smoking is. I shall give it up immediately.
5: No, no, no. Listen, voice. You give up smoking, so what happens? You get nervous. All night you're pacing the floor, up and back, up and back. It is keeping awake for people downstairs. Everybody's getting mad at everybody and voices <laughs> of There, There is dirty looks in the elevator. And finally, is exchange sharp
1: words. But no one lives below me. You really might say I'm homeless.
5: Oh, another veteran, huh?
1: <laughs> well, uh, I had a home, but my pride made me leave
5: Have you tried sending her flowers yet?
1: <laughs> oh, no, this isn't woman trouble By them, I mean my nephew and his family
5: And they're putting you out on the cold pavement? Well, sad parties, I put myself out
1: I thought they'd plead with me not to leave, but they didn't, the ingrates But
5: serve them right if I didn't come back What will I do? i like a man with principle. Say, why don't you come and live with me? Oh, that's awfully kind of you. I wouldn't think of it, but, uh... Do you have enough room? Room? <laughs> room is, that? Uh, I got more room than I got anything else.
1: Have you now? I say, old oh, chap, tell me about your place,
5: will you? You won't be believing it, but I got something out of this world. Yeah, well, never mind that. Is it out of Los Angeles? <laughs> now, listen. It's... Centrally located with a swimming pool, a golf course, and would you believe it, staples. Staples? All I need. Staples? Oh, you mean food? No, staples. I mean a horse. <laughs> and a private lake full of private fish.
1: Yes, well, this man is either Selznick or insane. Allow uh, me to introduce myself, sir. I am Sir Cecil Smythe, Knight of His Majesty's Court.
5: Oh, a foreigner is it? <laughs> I thought I detected an accent.
0: <laughs>
5: no, I, I'm Bitten Boyton, ex-member of Southern California Automobile Club. Really? Well,
1: now let's be off your estate.
5: Yeah, I think uh, since you're a foreigner, first I will show you around the town. We'll enjoy ourselves first, right?
1: Right, excellent idea. Lead the way, my dear, Mr. Bitten Burton. Let's go out on the
0: town. Good thing.
3: Bill. Hmm? Do you think we should wait lunch on Uncle Cecil?
4: What? Now, Nancy, don't get soft-hearted. Why should we wait lunch on the old fossil?
3: All right, then. Bumps, come on, sit down.
2: Awful quiet without Uncle Cecil, isn't it?
4: Yes, Bumps, dear. New Yorkers made the same remark when they tore down the 6th Avenue L. Well, I thought that was rather funny. One of you could smile.
2: What will we do with his clothes? Whose clothes? Your uncle's clothes. I bet he's on a cruise back to England.
4: Well, that would be impossible. Biggers can't be cruisers. But <laughs> uh, so what is this, a lunch or awake?
3: Well, I keep remembering how Uncle Cecil looked when he walked out the door.
2: You know how he looked? Like a horse who had just been kicked by Roy Rogers.
4: Oh, nonsense.
3: Well, we were really awfully unkind. And he did say he wasn't coming back.
4: Well, what... Nancy, I've heard you say a dozen times you wish Uncle Cecil would find another place to live.
3: I know, but driving him up.:
4: Oh like that. listen, you don't know, Uncle Cecil. He'll be back.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, due to circumstances beyond the Smiths control, we are forced to interrupt the Smiths of Hollywood. The next voice you hear will be that of the sponsor.) <laughs> Circumstances are back under control again, and we resume the Smiths of Hollywood, more or less, where we left off. It's now evening. Uncle Cecil, in the company of his odd new benefactor, has seen the town. That is, three museums, an observatory, the La Brea Tar Pits, and the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> Uncle Cecil has grown impatient, and finally he says... Now, that, enough uh, of this cook's tour. What about the estate? I'm beginning to think you haven't got an estate at
5: all. Oh, a Thompson, is it? LAUGHTER Well, seeing is believing, ain't it? Come on, we'll go home now.
1: Meanwhile, ladies and gentlemen, Nancy and Bill and Bumps have finished dinner without Uncle Cecil.
3: Bill, do you think we ought to put Uncle Cecil's dinner in the oven?
4: Well, I don't know. I can't understand his not showing up for dinner.
3: Well, I told you he had a hurt look on his face this morning. Maybe something's happened to him.
4: Oh, Nancy, what could happen to him?
2: People get run over every day. We
3: don't have to think the worst, dear, just because he's late for dinner. That can happen to anybody.
4: Being late for dinner, not Uncle Cecil.
2: Just the same. I think we ought to call the Bureau of Missing Englishmen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Bill, I'm worried. What should we do? Well, I do, it's
4: It is late. Well, nothing could happen to him. Still, there are a lot of traffic accidents he might have... Oh, he's all right.
3: Well, I wish you hadn't been so mean to him.
4: Me? Well, you were the one who heard him at breakfast this morning. Who, me? You. You hardly spoke to him. Just stared in that glassy way. Why, Bill
3: you... Smith, this whole thing was your idea and you know well, it.
4: It, not, it. Not was my, my idea. It was your daughter's idea. And you ought to teach that child of yours to have a little more respect for her elders.
2: Your husband is certainly a rat, Mrs. Smith. My... <laughs> you see? You see what I mean... You're the one who doesn't even like your own uncle and sent him away.
4: Me, I don't like. I do like him, and you know, once in a while he bothers me a little bit. Nothing serious, of course. I, I do like him. and you. You don't suppose anything has happened to him, do you?
2: Maybe we ought to call the morgue. Bums. <laughs>
1: dear chap, if this is another museum you're about to show me, I'll have none of it. Where's this estate of yours, or is the whole thing a figment of your imagination?
5: I'll fill him into my imagination, he said. <laughs> For that, I shouldn't let you climb over the wall with me.
1: Climb over the wall? No gate?
5: No key. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll give you a booster.
1: Oh,
5: no. Oh. Oh, what a chunk of a man.
1: Well, I'm up now. Let me help you.
5: Well, welcome home. Ain't it all, I promise?
1: I say what a layout. I say what a layout.
5: Would you like maybe to see the swimming pool? Where? Oh, I see. But there's no water in it. Mister, who ever heard of anybody in Hollywood swimming in a swimming pool? <laughs> a swimming pool is to sit by and drink gin rummy. <laughs> When you ain't got the water in the pool, look for the fine ashtray it makes.
1: Uh, you, know, you know, I can't get over this. Those must be the stables down there. How many horses do you have? The
5: horses? Look, you got horses, you got to have sugar to feed them. Why should I drink my coffee black? <laughs> Just to please a horse.
1: You're a quaint fellow, you know. Do you own this whole expense?
5: Own it? Hey. Uh. <laughs> You're a quaint fella, ain't it? This is being owned by two boys called Jake and Harry Warner. The Warner
1: Brothers, you mean? The movie makers, you mean? This is a movie lot?
5: In the daytime, yes. At night, it's all my estate.
1: What? What a quaint fella.
5: I got the idea from a movie I was in called It Happened on Fifth Avenue. Only this time, it happened on the Warner Brothers.
1: Oh, and you, uh, you live here all alone, eh? My dear chap, you now have a roommate.
5: Uh, happy, I'm sure.
1: Yes, I'll go home and
5: get a toothbrush and some clothes, and then I'll be back. Pippi, pole chap. Pippi, sir? Now, what kind of English is that? <laughs>
3: just feel in my bones something has happened to Uncle Cecil.
4: Oh, Nancy, how can anybody feel in their bones?
3: Pop,
2: on the radio, people are always jumping in the East River.
4: Well, that would be a long jump. The East River is in New York.
2: Well, it's the Los Angeles River.
4: (laughs) Nobody has ever drowned in the dust. And for heaven's sakes, Bumps, quit thinking such morbid thoughts.
3: Well, look, I think you ought to check with the police, Bill.
2: Please.
4: Nancy, I did check with the police. How about the hospital? Yes, and the hospitals.
2: He'll probably address a note to you.
4: Note? What note?
2: Don't people always leave notes before they jump?
4: Now, you cut that out. This might be serious. I, I guess we'd better go looking for him. Say, Nancy, I think this thing is bothering me worse than I thought. I seem to hear his voice singing that silly little song the about Jimmy.
0: What? Uncle Cecil. Uncle
4: Cecil alive, safe and sound. Boy, am I glad to set eyes on you. Here, let me look at you. William, keep your dirty eyes off of
1: me. <laughs>
2: Gee, you weren't in an accident after all.
1: Oh, so that's what you were hoping.
3: Oh, come on and sit down. And eat your dinner, Uncle Cecil. I saved it for you in the oven. Yeah, we
4: did. And, and how about a drink first, huh, Uncle Cecil?
3: Can I get
2: your slippers for you, huh, Uncle yeah, Cecil? Yeah, you get
4: the slippers. Over I mean, here, Uncle let me take your coat, Uncle
3: Cecil. I say, this is the right house, isn't
1: it?
2: Oh. <laughs>
0: so, uh,
1: you are William Smith, or am I losing my mind?
4: Oh, He's joking all the time. Well, of course, this is the right house. And you, you're welcome in it, Uncle Cecil. I say, have you all been inviting? copiously?
3: Oh, no. We're just glad to have you back, Uncle Cecil. With well, that that scene at breakfast. Yeah, that
4: joke moment. at breakfast. Of course, you, you knew it was only a joke, didn't you, Uncle Cecil? Of course. We all like you so much.
2: Pop was even checking the hospitals and the police. Yes. Is that
4: right?
1: Uh-huh. You mean you were all worried about me? How wonderful. I say, how delightful. You mean you really weren't trying to drive me out into the street? Oh.
3: Oh, how can you say that, Uncle Cecil?
1: Why, this is your home. You mean you mean I'm welcome to stay as long as I like? Always and forever, Uncle Cecil. Oh, how nice. I say, how utterly nice. <laughs> I accept. Oh, yes. Hand me the phone, William. Yes. I want to see if I can reach my friend with the estate. Yes,
4: yes. If... Oh, uh, friend uh, with the uh, estate, did you say? Yeah, a fellow named Bitten Burton wants me to live with him. Nice place, too. Swimming pools, stables, all that sort of thing. Well, Uncle Cecil, you mean you weren't in any trouble? You, you found another place to stay? Oh, yes, of course, William. You
2: rat! <laughs> well, of all the nerve and me worrying myself sick... And I promised in my prayers I'd give up bubblegum if you were all right.
4: Why, of all the dirty tricks, you ought to be ashamed of yourself scaring us like that. I
1: say, something's gone off here. <laughs> now, uh, what's wrong now? Nancy, you're staring at me again. What about the dinner you saved for me?
3: It's in the oven, you ingrate, and I hope it's burned. Well,
1: William, the the, the drink you offered. Huh. I say, you have that lemon look again, don't you? Uh, Oh my, this is where I came in. <laughs>
0: now, what in
4: the world have you got to laugh
0: at?
1: Oh, you know, now I feel at home again. With all that joy and bounding about fetching things, it didn't seem right. Now you're all acting normal again. <laughs> I
0: tell you, it's
1: great to be home. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for right after a word from the sponsor, we'll tell you some names, facts, and figures. The story was written by Dick Nossiman and Bob Fresnel, Jr. As Nancy Smith.
3: Brenda Marshall.
1: As Uncle Cecil. Arthur Treacher. As Bill Smith. Harry Bonzel. And his daughter Bumps.
2: Jan Ford.
1: And Abe Reynolds played the other part under the direction of Bob Fresnel, Jr. Andrew Hickox produced. Charles Hathaway supplied the music out of an old symphony he's been working on. And this is Tyler McVeigh, who shall remain nameless saying so long until
0: next time.